Aaron Gobra, happy St. Patty's Day after, where the day is still with plenty of people as they still feel the effects of St. Patrick's Day. You're here, me, IU, Pi Fi, Indiana University. I'm Drew Shank, and welcome to Hangovers and Highs. And spring break is upon us, and I'd like to say that my trusty sidekick, uh, Greg Link Boyer, um, is down there somewhere in somewhere classy, poolside Daytona-ish. <laughs> That's classy. Uh, in a yellow Borat slinglet. But no, um, Greg is bowling. So, pinch hitting and certainly becoming a regular after his inaugural <laughs> efforts last week, uh, where it's just media clamoring to us, is Johnny Hockey. Johnny Stefik is with us. Uh, Johnny... What'd you say? Uh, you, had a, you had a great comment when uh, Greg told us that he had to miss tonight because of this uh, bowling league that's come to fruition. Yeah, when he said he had a bo- he was going to his bowling league, uh, you know, I'm an, a little older than he is, so I asked if that was a euphemism for something cool. <laughs> Didn't realize that the youngsters were uh, having bowling leagues, but I guess that is, uh, that's back in vogue? Was it ever out of vogue? I don't know. I know. I mean, it's... It's definitely not in vogue if you're rocking a bowling bag and your own shoes and your own glove and, you know, maybe a scarf if you're a lady. Oh, yes. That's a, that's a nice touch. That's a nice touch. But I'll tell you, Johnny Hockey, um, last week Harry and Meghan uh, broke away from the royal family. We kind of reviewed that a little bit. Now we learn that America's couple J-Lo and A-Rod are calling it quits. I mean, what a famous couple breaking up. Say it isn't so. I mean, what are you, what are you thinking about that? Well... Is that a shocker? I just... I'm thinking that both of them are going to end up laying it on their feet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? J-Lo's been a little unlucky in love. First, what, Skeletor? Or no, what's that guy that... Uh, Skeletor? <laughs> he's a little Skeletor-ish, isn't he? Mark Anthony? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that was her dude. Yeah. Yeah. So You're so up on this pop culture. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> mm. uh, what's going to be the next uh, nickname that J-Lo is going to connect with, right? Oh, I know. I know. It's been... I mean, so Mark Anthony, was he Mark Ant? <laughs> well, I don't know. With J-Lo and A-Rod... Uh, J-Lo and, yeah, Mark It depends who she dates, was. right? I mean... But we've got the best... What if she dates Gary Busey? Would it be G-Bus? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Gary Busey would be a good... good I, <laughs> sorry. I, is he single? Mm. No, that's an eligible bachelor. <laughs> I've never seen one. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something, something like that. Look who's back from Lobotomy Island. It's Gary Busey. Um, so, do we hold a candlelight vigil for, uh, for J-Lo and A-Rod? Um, you know, 
Oh, sorry. A-Rod was late again. He was uh, stuck in a 20-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So, so since Greg is not with us because he's bowling, um, I've long called his mom J-Bo to tie this all together. Okay. Um, Jen Boyer, J-Bo. Yep. Um, so maybe, you know, I should start calling him G-Bo. Okay. Or maybe Bebo for bowling boy, boyer. <laughs> um, and um, D. She, I guess, for D. Shank. Okay. D. She. And maybe Johnny Hockey can be J. Stee. Like, or J. Steph, I've been called. J. Steph would probably before. work better, yeah. huh? Yeah. Or J. Hawk for Johnny Hockey. <laughs> J. Hawk could be something. It might be confused with something with else. With Kansas? Like, perhaps. Yeah. Rock Chalk, <laughs> J. Hawk. And, and we'll get to uh, the NCAAs for sure. But before we get into that, um, of our opening statements, there is a little hot take. I, I, you know, I watched the TPC Sawgrass. It's like the fifth major, right? I mean, it, it's got a bigger purse than all everything, and um, it's got a, um, it's got an iconic golf hole. Yep. It's got a clubhouse that's seventy eight thousand square feet. I mean, that's ridiculous. Most of these clubs are five to seven thousand or something. That's like half a Rod J Lo's house. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's well. Yeah, that's their garage, I guess, for <laughs> all those cars. And so, but anyway, uh, it was. Uh, they, they went on because uh, one of the greatest golf calls, and they kept saying it, the greatest golf call. Uh, but my take is there's two golf calls. Um, I'm going to talk about the one at TPC. They've always been talking about. Uh, both these involve Tigers, what I'm getting at. The TPC, uh, it was the 20th anniversary of Gary Koch's uh, Better Than Most, and it's a fine call. It's a great call. And I really liked how they had uh, Better Than Most on the 17th flag um, because it was kind of uh, it was honoring Tiger, too, for being injured and everything. Mm-hmm. He went through with his car wreck. Um, but I was like, let's not be prisoner to a moment. The much better call um, – scratch that the ultimate call is Vern Lundquist at Augusta 2005 in the 16th hole where he says actually I'm going to throw an audible at the line I'm going to I'm going to play it for you guys versus say it and um but if you remember there was a chip I think everyone remembers a chip but I don't know if everyone well they certainly remember the excitement of it but it was a chip it was a chip and by the way when they talk about iconic holes at TPC Sawgrass, that's that's fun and that's neat. That's an iconic hole. Every hole to go says iconic. Yeah. Okay, let's begin that. And a putt is not as dramatic as a chip. The way that both went in, just with this pause and long undulations, building drama, slow motion in real life, um, but especially the Nike. Oh, I'm giving some of the Nike. Well, he doesn't say Nike in the call, but the Nike emblem on the chip at Augusta just hanging on there and then drops into the hole to a thunder ovation and applause. I mean, seriously, if a Nike executive writes this script, uh, the sounding board would probably look at him and say, nah, that's too cheesy, man. That's just not real. So we're going to have you judge for yourselves. Let's take a listen to, first of all, TPC Sawgrass. A great call. Better than most. (laughs) Green in the sports. Better than most. How about him? It is better than most. Better than most. 
a single stroke struck better than most. All right, that's good. Now, let's go to Augusta, Georgia. Quiet, please. <laughs> and uh, he's picked out a landing spot that is a good 25 feet above the hole. I'm not talking. <laughs> There's a good chance he doesn't get this inside the monster's ball. <laughs> that guy ate his words. That did not age well. In your life, have you ever yeah. seen? I love that. That's come on. What? Are, what are you? Are you? Am I? It makes am I, a hair on your arm stand up. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So while we're on the subject of golf, one of our favorite topics is Club Pro Guy, aka CPG. So he read his uh, mailbag, and uh, so uh, just a couple letters I thought were funny. This lady writes about her lessons. Uh, her husband bought her son Easton lessons from Club Club Pro Guy. Uh, back in December for Christmas. Now it's not, now it's mid-March we're talking now, and, and not one lesson has occurred. And he responds back, well, um, Marge, or whatever her name is, like um, most teachers now, I'm interested in getting paid, but not being there for fear of my own safety. <laughs> so I've sent young Easton a few George Gankis YouTube links so he can learn from home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kind of like, uh, is that too? Is that a too soon with all these? I, I, people are going back though, um, except your daughter, right? It's not. No, she's back. Okay, okay, she's back. What were you saying though? She had to stay home or something? Uh, yeah, she she's home one day, but they're not allowed to eat lunch at school. Oh, that was the thing. Lunch, yes, yeah. not allowed to have lunch at school. But you know, you're pandemic safe if you're watching George Gankus at home. <laughs> totally, totally, George Gankus. Second letter he said is regarding his new exclusive club, Three Jack National, and how to become a member. So someone was inquiring about that in a letter, and he, uh, CPG goes. Unfortunately, uh, Bob wrote the letter. It's invite only, and then he gave a, a glimpse of like the five-page men's application. It's rather complex, and then he showed the woman's application. And it simply says name, attach full body picture below. <laughs> <laughs> This dude's funny, man. Nice. <laughs> Classy. Well, it, it's a great time of the year. Spring is upon us. Spring, eternal hope. Um, baseball's grapefruit cactus legs are in full swing. Everyone's got a chance until uh, the end of May when the Pirates are <laughs> mathematically eliminated. Um, TPC ended, but Masters approaching. NHL and NBA playoff runs getting defined. Uh, but I think right now, in mid to late March, what captivates us the most? Talk to me, Johnny Hockey. You're not just a one-trick pony. March Madness, baby! That's right. March Madness. So what we'll do is we're going to pick our final four teams. But before we dive into that and unpack that, perhaps um, we do another one also, by the way, when the final four is set towards the end. 
since we've will have botched our picks by then mercilessly, uh, mercilessly botched whatever you know what I mean. Um, and I thought I'd if Johnny Bowling Ball was here, <laughs> uh, Greggy Bowling Ball was here. Uh, I wanted to hear his comments on Mizzou being a ninth seed, um, slated to play Gonzaga in the second round if they win as a ninth yeah. seed, and obviously the Zag should. Uh, but would, that would make them the worst ninth-rated seed, probably. So I just wanted to see how that sat with him. Yeah, yeah. the ninth seed in the West uh, is also known as the sacrificial lamb seeding. Mm. So we'll see, uh, you know, who's going to get the the Zags, the Sooners or the Tigers. Either way, I think it's going to be Church for uh, whoever meets uh, Church the Zags. For, for either of those, yeah. So who are the other no- number one seeds you got there, Johnny? Uh, that would be the Wolverines of Michigan, the Baylor Bears, and the Fighting Illini from Illinois. Yep. Fighting Illini, man. It's about time they do something. So, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry Greggy Bowlingball is not here to comment on his Mizzou thing, but I picked as a Final Four... I went chalk on two of these for sure. I, I uh, chalk for our uh, not so esteemed uh, guests here, or not so esteemed, not educated on NCAA minutia, is um, obviously the the first ranked teams, right? So I did I, I did pick two of the I picked the Zags in Illinois, but I'm going with Bama and Ohio State to be the other Final Four um, and vengeance is spelled with an O. And I say that because the Buckeyes pay back Bama for they did an NCAA football to them this year, and they beat them in basketball. Yep. That's just me, Brutus Buckeye. Do you have, do you have a Final Four for us there? Well, I... Uh, Jayhawk or Jay Steph? After <laughs> extensive um, mm-hmm. research, crunching the numbers, uh, I am going Zags, Wolverines, and Bears. But coming out of the Midwest... I'm saying Phi Slamma Jamma returns in 2021, and the Cougs make it out of the Midwest. The U of H Cougars. Ooh, Wouldn't that be fun? That would be. Bring me back, uh, what was his name? Guy Lewis was the coach, and and Phi Slamma Jamma had uh, Clyde the Glide. It's amazing they lost that game. It's incredible. I mean, with all that NBA talent yep. on there. and I mean, you think about the 80s NCAAs, that's what built it. I mean, you yeah. had like... 79, the 70s ended with Bird and Magic. That was amazing. You know, then I think it was Kentucky maybe won in 80 and Daryl Griffith in 81. With them. But you had, uh, you had a North Carolina Jordan team. You had that upset of use. But you also had Villanova, which was the lowest seed, mm-hmm. I think still to win. Yeah, were they Beating 10? Mighty Georgetown. They were like a nine, I think. They shot 70-some percent yeah. from the field. Um I, I think that and, and NC State beating Houston, if they play – both those teams play those big boys 100 times, they're going to oh, lose yeah. like 99 – it's like Foreman probably would have beaten Ali 99 times yep. except that night out of yeah. 100. That's just my take on that. Yeah, no, but look at all those great teams back then, the running Rebs of UNLV, Ooh. the Razorbacks, mm-hmm. um, just fantastic teams. And I really do think that – you know, the excitement of March Madness now was really formed back then and all those great yeah. all those great Big runs. East was a monster. Oh my gosh. Not kind of what the ACC's been the last, you know kinda of till this year, the ACC. I mean Duke not making it. No, that's in your life you've never <laughs> seen that. <laughs> Unreal. Yep. 
Well, um, we're going to move a little bit. Who are these children? <laughs> are there children in the studio? <laughs> are we at a playground? No, it's NBA time. And um, by the way, did you know this is the song that Robin Thicke got sued by Marvin Gaye's oh, yeah. family? Um, so, not a ton going on, um, but this week had some milestones passed. Uh, Carmelo, I don't really care for Carmelo's game. Um, I think he's not a team player, but he did pass Hakeem, speaking of Fly Slam Ajama fame, uh, for 11th all-time score. I was kind of shocked to hear that. Has there been a quieter 11th all-time score? Um, I mean, look at what Akeem did and how iconic he right. was. Right, two then titles you know, and, you know, yeah. yeah. Mellow, to me, is spelled M-E-H-L-O. Meh. Meh, 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 Meshuggah. Um, I haven't liked him since Syracuse. But then, uh, the beard, James Harden passed Larry Bird. I find that more interesting. Uh, it's somewhere around 30th on the all-time scoring list. Um, uh, I respect all these guys a ton. Especially Hakeem. Um, Larry, everyone does too. But even the uh, Jimmy Buffet line, Harden, uh, he looks chunky but he and plays Matador defense. Uh, can the congregation give me an ole? Ole! Matador defense. <laughs> that guy, though, is so unstoppable and so creative when you watch him play. Um, some other NBA stuff. Uh, Kawhi Leonard called out his team after they got punked by the Pelicans. And the power rankings right now. Um, what do you got for us on that, Johnny? Uh, Utah, Brooklyn, the Phoenix Suns, Sixers, Lakers, Clip Joint, Milwaukee, <laughs> Nuggets, and the Trail Gangsters. <laughs> the Trail Gangsters, yeah. Um, Greg's uh, Mavs inched into the top 10, and as 10. And then we like giving an update on the. Uh, what do you call it? The what we call the um, Chaminade factor in the NBA. Um, Boston's ranked twelfth, and Bradley Beal's Wizards are twenty fourth, which makes me think Jordan's about as good at being a GM or an owner as he is at gambling. Yeah. Um, speaking of Bradley, as you see, Sean Bradley got in heinous uh, bike accident, maybe paralyzed. Did he really? What's a seven foot seven guy doing? Um, uh, on a bike. And wow. I did not hear that. It was um, a unicycle. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that would be... Now even, that I could see. <laughs> <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I think back in the day, somebody uh, referred to him as being pray, praying mantis-like. Um, yeah, he's an interesting fellow. Remember, he, he uh, was chucking knuckles in a game one time. Uh, he was an interesting guy to watch. I lived in Dallas when he played for the Mavs. And, yeah. You know, well, Mark Cuban gave a shout out about him, and okay. like he's got a fighting heart. He said, and all oh, this, man. and blah blah blah. So yeah, I hate to hear that. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. I'm sorry, to, sorry to rain on your Dallas memory there. Seemed like a good human. Yeah, apparently was he like a Mormon mm -hmm. guy that did the uh, type of stuff? Yep. Um, what, what do you call that? Uh, not evangelistic, but uh, what, what's their mission? Mission oh, work. They're, they're mission, mission, yeah. mission work. They've got a task, but. Since you talk about back in the day and, and, and Texas and near that border. Yeah. 
What is this? Olay. Is that Matt? Is that James Harden's defense? <laughs> There's too many Olays. Yeah. There's no D in James Harden. <laughs> well, you know what this means. This was your desert penalty killing line back in your Mexican Junior League. Tough in the corners. Yeah. We like playing Johnny Hockey's from his Mexican Junior League music. So before I turn Johnny Hockey loose, um, the power rankings uh, last week's teams were very Eastern driven. And this week, that trend even more so. With seven of the top eight are from the East, from what I read, and um, Tampa, Vegas, well, they're not, but let me just go through them in order. Tampa, Vegas, Toronto, Carolina, Florida, the Islanders, Caps, Bruins, uh, the Blues, uh, and they might slide down after, uh, move out of, up, wait, they moved up to nine from 16, but now we've lost five in a row. Um... And the Jets rounding out the top 10, um, that's 7 of 10 from the East on that, but 7 of the top 8 are from the East. So so talk to me, Johnny Hockey. Uh, what else? Yeah, you're right, Drew. Uh, the The NHL seems to be the, the, the East and the North. Um, maybe winter is coming. Um, but right now, the East is looking great. Uh, the late-breaking news, the latest power rankings from the ESPN.com, has your Florida Panthers at number one. They are on an absolute tear. And everybody's talking about um, the least-talked-about superstar, uh, Alexander Barkov. Um, he's just getting it all done for the Panthers, and they have a, a 700, or 750 uh, uh, winning percentage right now. Just unreal. Um, and then you go to the next team on the list. The old rats, huh? Yeah. <laughs> then you go to the next team, and it's the freaking Carolina Hurricanes. So those two teams, I bet you at the beginning of the year, there's very few experts uh, myself included, of course, mm-hmm. uh, that would have had those guys in the top 10, um, you know, much less even making the playoffs. And then you get to the defending champs, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, who look like they haven't uh, missed a beat either. So the top three teams out of the uh, uh, coming out of the East, uh, they're just juggernauts. And then you scroll down a little further and you get into a team like the Islanders, and I think they're on a nine-game winning streak. So it's just unreal, um, the hockey that's being played uh, on the, in the eastern portion of the country. Um, one other uh, kind of quick thing to note, um, kind of fun, uh, Alex Ovechkin just passed Phil Esposito, um, oh. yeah. which was kind of cool. And, and Esposito... Espo. Just the, the the classy guy that he is, um, you know, recorded a nice message to Ovechkin and said, hey, keep on going uh, until you play Tampa Bay because Esposito is affiliated with those guys. Um, from a, and, uh, just an overall stat standpoint, there was a lot of talk, um, you know, about Patrick Kane, you know, because he got to a, um, he played his thousandth game and hit the point milestone and things like that. But really, at the end of the day, when it comes to points in the NHL, it's Connor McDavid. He is just running away from everyone. Right now, he's at 56 points, um, and he's playing with his 
oftentimes with his good buddy Leon Dreisaitl, who's right behind him. Dreisaitl's a plus 23. I think in German... I don't think the top three blues are that. No, not anywhere. Not close. No, not anywhere close. And I think Dreisaitl means good hockey player in German. I'm not fluent, but I think that's what it means. Do you know shank means gift in German? And and my wife, who kind of just was in the studio a second ago, said uh, it, it means uh, prison weapon or bad golf shot also, the <laughs> shank. So, yeah, but I, I've got the gift going. So... Um, yeah, Johnny Hockey. That's and then one of the news I saw: Sabers captain um, uh, Jack Eichel, right, is uh, yep. out for the foreseeable future. And his, his coach said they are a playoff bubble team now. So <laughs> yeah, was his coach was that the coach uh, before or after he was fired? Oh, because <laughs> the Sabers let their coach go. One quick note about Jack Eichel: um, I, I tried to track it down before I I came into the studio. Um, the NA, I think it was the NHL put out some like, uh, hey, our NHL star, you know, so and so looks like so and so, right? Right, one of those who do you look like type of things, and you know, most of the NHL guys are that they uh, selected were pretty young, and you know, for all I know, it was you know some young hockey guy, and then you know somebody from the latest boy band, um, <laughs> right, right, right. But they took a picture of Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. You know what his celebrity look like was? Daniel Stern. Oh, my God. Daniel Stern yeah. from uh, Home Alone fame. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks like a, a child, like a children are in his crawl space in his house. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's tough. That was really, really rough. So Eichel with the injury and the Daniel Stern comparison. I don't know if he's going to come back this season, Drew. And if he is, he'll be a shell of himself. You know, for those of us, uh, for those of our fans that only listen to us through our glorious podcast and don't know what we look like. So um, uh, Johnny Hockey kind of looks like George Clooney. And and I look a little, a lot like uh, Brad Pitt. And... Um, Greg Link Boyer looks like Darren Panger while we're on hockey. <laughs> the Panger. He's got a face for popcorn. <laughs> right? Let's update that phrase. Yeah, he probably wouldn't like that. So um, how about any uh, of our favorite team? Um, and they are the champions. <laughs> glory, glory, <laughs> glory, glory. That's such a thing of beauty. Any thoughts on the blue note? It's a five-game losing streak. Is it even? Do we have anything to talk about? Yeah, my my hope is that uh, you know they they got Bozak back, and that that's nice. He's a great role player, um, but apparently Schwartz he's coming back in the next game. He's to me the heart and soul of the team. He 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 is tough in the corners and he fishes pucks out and gets it to the guys that put the, put it in the net. So uh, his with his imminent return, I hope that they can turn it around. Uh, if not, then uh, when you look at the playoff picture, Brett Hall might be right again um, with his uh, we went blues, as in you know we we went golfing. 
because it doesn't look like they're going to be in the in the tournament. If, yeah, uh, I, I thought Tarasenko back uh, was hitting a few snipes for us. But Brett Hull was the ultimate sniper. Yeah, and uh, it, it, and Tarasenko's looked fine. He had a goal and an assist his first game back, and they were. I wouldn't say they were vintage Tarasenko. It wasn't it? You know, a laser that took off the goalie's ear or anything like that. <laughs> He cleaned up some trash. He's a solid player outside of just his wicked shot. Right. Um, but, yeah, we could really use him getting on a roll um, here pretty soon. And uh, I'm anxious to see what Bruby does once Schwartz is available. Will he reunite um, uh, the um, uh, Shen, Schwartz, and Tarasenko line that was so effective um, before Tarasenko uh, went out? So. So will will he? Uh, what was that you said? Do we want that reunited? And it feels so good. I'm sorry, I had to. So too soon. Um, anyways, I also brought that because that song was big when Johnny Hockey had his four goal game in the Yucatan Peninsula. Um, yep, I think they wrote that on your Camaro about your four goal game. So. <laughs> Welcome back. So one of the other things uh, thought we would talk about in memory um, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, 62-3-2, and a couple controversial losses, including some say the Sugar Ray thing, seven years as the middleweight champion of the world. I think almost all of those were undisputed, yeah. by the way. Uh, highest knockout percentage ever by a middleweight champ. I mean, guy was great build. Like I said, controversial loss to Sugar Ray. Uh, a great chin. Was never knocked off his feet except once, and apparently that was a slip, yeah. and that was part of the controversy. Um, never knocked off his feet despite fighting um, Duran, John the Beast Mugambi, who was 26-0, 26 knockouts. Uh, Mustafa Ham show the fight. He put 130 stitches on that guy's face or something. Uh, but the Hearns fight was the best. You were talking about how you were watching that. I think we all did uh, when we learned he died, didn't you? It was just amazing. Oh, yeah. the, the first round. I mean, if you ever wanted to, you know, show someone the sport or the, the sport of mm-hmm. boxing, uh, Hagler Hearns round one, um, mm-hmm. just unbelievable. Right. Uh, and, you know, it was pretty easy to tell after that. This one wasn't going. This is not going. No, no. Take, Someone's going to die. <laughs> yeah, take the under on rounds or however you bet boxing, but it was definitely not going the distance. Um, you know, and I think the other thing that was was great about Hagler, he he never ducked anyone, right? Never. He, he, he just a stand up human being. Um, and so yeah, a, a huge loss for uh, the the boxing world. And he wanted to fight Sugar Ray right after it, and um, Sugar said no. And then he was on the couch. Well, not on the couch. He went to Italy, started making movies for a year, and um, then Sugar approached him, and he's like, "I've been on the couch, not on the couch, you know what I mean?" But you're, you know, in these movies, he's like, "I'm done." Apparently, he was worth about forty mil at the end, which most of these guys are worth yeah. about four nickels at the end. And Don <laughs> King and all their lackeys yeah. that hang on to them. But I have a funny story with uh, um, about marvelous Marvin. So my buddy, Thanksgiving, my junior year of college, and this was shortly before the Sugar Ray fight uh, when they announced it. They just announced it. So. We're watching a Bruins game, and his mom was a radio guy. Shout out to Sliv. Sliv, you know you are. His mom had some radio connections. and So we're in one of the skyboxes, 
And I go to the bathroom, you know, they're nice bathrooms, kind of community. Not all skyboxes back then had their own, uh, right? Mm -hmm. I think they all have their own bathrooms now. But there's Marvin Hagler with one of his handlers. Hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. And I was so into him. Anyway, so I'm like, because my dad did a little boxing army. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I go, oh my, because my dad and I watched the Duran fight in height when I was in high school on a pay-per-view with some guy he, my dad worked with. And, oh, and right. that guy bet on Duran. So anyway, so I'm all, and I bet on Hagler. So I was always into Hagler. And I'm like, so I'm like, you're going to beat him. You're going to kill him. And, and you know what? And my my dad boxed in the army too. And, and, and he's bald too. I'm like, you know, 20 years old, like saying <laughs> stupid stuff. And Marvin Hagler, middleweight, baddest man on the planet, yeah. is staring me down, looking at me. He goes, what'd you say? And I go, he's bald too. And he goes, oh, I thought you called me Waldo. <laughs> I thought you called me Waldo. And I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't call Waldo. I'm like, it was bad enough what I said, I guess. But I thought, in retrospect, I don't know, you know, what things come out of my mouth. What am I going to do? What are you going to do? That's a great story. Did you, you weren't at the urinal at the time, were you? Was this during? I peed on (laughs) Marvin! (laughs) Waldo! Waldo! And then one of my uh, fraternity brothers uh, the next morning, like, pinged me, like, didn't you have some bathroom story with Marvin Hagler? He goes... You know, and then I talked to my college buddy who took me to the game. So he, and his mom knew Marvin somehow. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that's how she got access. I don't know. But anyways. That was funny before story. the internet even. I know. I know. Your, your work in the bathroom traveled, <laughs> traveled near and far long before the internet. Sun never sets on the urinal empire. <laughs> Um, all right, what's going on in the NFL? Well, uh, Drew Brees retires, a class act if there ever was one. I wish he had won one more. Yeah. The rich get richer. Uh, two Super Bowl contenders had great re-signings. Packers retain Aaron Jones. Um, you know, the art of the running game, you still need to have some closer. Right, run that clock out and control yep. things. Yep. Uh, Buffalo resigns the right tackle Daryl Williams and linebacker Matt Milano. Not to be confused with uh, um, Alyssa Milano, your uh, poster in your uh, in your Yucatan League locker room. Absolutely, no question. The heiress to the cookie fortune. <laughs> and while that not sound like much, people thought at least one, if not both, those guys would be gone. So nice job on the Buffalo front office. Um. You, we've told you our fascination, Doug, Doug Peterson, right? Um, how yes. he epitomizes hangovers and highs yes. all at once. Um, there's not much news on the Dougie front other than we know his house is for sale. He may take a year off, which should propel his liver enzymes to record numbers. We talked about that. Um, but my research told me also that he wrote a book a couple years back. In my quest and thir- and this was during my quest and thirst for more Dougie info. The book was called Fearless. And my guess for the sequel is Fearless of 80 Proof. <laughs> what do you think? Certainly not fearless. <laughs> not very good. Touche. Yes. Who needs Bowling Greg? <laughs> Be here all week. God. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Um, so we got a little segment for you. What are we going to call this segment? 
This is the lamest lines in movie history segment. This song might be a bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, or perhaps Drew just needs to get his dance on. Yeah, that that brings that makes the hairs on your arms stand up, doesn't it? Don't come running at me. <laughs> Or maybe it's the hair on Jennifer Gray's nose. I don't know. Oh, get into it. Everyone at the Catskills camp is grooving to this. All right, well, we're giving away too much there, but we're going to go backwards order. What we found, we did some research on this, um, because that's what you get at Hangovers and Highs. is some solid, solid research and, and critical thinking. Uh, number five, Twilight. So cheesiest lines, remember, is what we're covering here. Twilight, Edward to whatever her name is. I don't even know her name. Lady yeah. Edward. I don't know. In the show, the, the, all the kids watch this for like one year straight. Team Edward. Team Edward. He says to her, your scent, it's like a drug. You're like my own personal brand of heroin. Um, that screenwriter should have been shot right in the parking lot. Or mauled by a werewolf. <laughs> I like it. All right, talk to me. Uh, what, what's number four on the list? Number four is from The Notebook, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. And just for the record, there was something in my eye when I watched that. The line, <laughs> if you're a bird, I'm a bird. That's the closer for the kiss. That's the panty dropper. Mm. Mm. Man, I mean, and all all women love that thing, that movie, right? I oh, mean, sure. You know, does your wife like that movie? I'm sure. Absolutely. Jessica, your daughter does. Yep. You signed the non-disclosure agreement that we're allowed to disclose <laughs> your family names and things like that, right? Thank all, you. All aliases. Yeah. Everything's been legally tied up here like we do. Uh, our, uh, by the way, shout out to our sponsor, Quickie, and our law firm, Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Um, so, three on that list... Andy McDowell and Four Weddings and a Funeral. Um, and by the way, not all of these are bad movies. There's just a couple of cheese ball lines, right? I mean, um, I mean, back to The Notebook. Any movie with, uh, with to me, with James Garner from Rockford Files. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, is, is money in my book. But anyway, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Andy McDowell, it, it's, it's outside. She's in shitty British storm rain. Um, and and she's talking to uh, Hugh. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, what's his? Name? I'm legally obligated not to say his last name. Grant. What? Grant. Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Grant. But she's standing there in the rain. She's, Is it still raining? Raining? I hadn't noticed. Um, and by the way, that leads me. By the way, not to go off on too many tangents here, but there's things my daughter and I joke about this that people. Um, it only do in movies and maybe that should be a separate segment for us but like people make out in the rain no one does that in real life okay <laughs> right no or they see themselves on TV good or bad and they turn it off before it's over right. no one does that you're watching the end of that right yep. also the tea kettle pot is usually in a scary scene like everyone microwaves their tea right. or they don't have one of those old fashioned no. 
and the whistle's always going off right before the tennis match. Sorry, a little sidebar. So the one edict I, I haven't seen four weddings and a funeral because the one edict that I have in my house, Miss, Mrs. Johnny Hockey really wears the pants. Yeah. But when it comes to laying down an edict, the one that I have in my house is no Hugh Grant movies. <laughs> so I'm just going to have to take your uh, your word for this one because I have refused to watch this in any Hugh Grant movies. Well, that should help uh, provide the the dagger, the the crucifix, and Dracula's. I'm not calling it right, but <laughs> provide that that killer death blow to her. You know, I'm helping you here. Yes, thank just provide. You. you know, just another benefit <laughs> of being on the payroll staff at H and H. All right. What's, nice. what's number two, Johnny Hockey? Number two <laughs> comes from the great Greg Kinnear, who says to a somewhat annoying Helen Hunt in <laughs> As Good As It Gets, he tells her, you are why cavemen chiseled on walls. Mm. Are you kidding me? Drew, first of all, did cavemen chisel or <laughs> did they use some kind of pigmentation to draw hieroglyphics? much chiseling was going on? You mean they didn't have a skill jackhammer <laughs> tool, like a little hand... They had their saws all out. Um, yeah, that's that's awfully cheesy and a relatively good movie. Oh uh, yeah, I mean Jack Nicholson again. That's but but and by the way, is Helen Hunt that hot worth saying that? I mean, from a man who's gay in the movie, by the way, right? Yeah. So I mean, you better be exceptionally hot if the gay guy is saying that about the woman. Yeah, it, it not bad, but yeah, not. Not caveman chiseling. I didn't chisel anything after that. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Walls, anything. There's no chiseling. Yeah. There was no self-chiseling after watching a <laughs> There was no chiseling. <laughs> that goes so many ways. I love it. But there's so many. There's some great lines in that movie. I love when uh, <laughs> Jack Nicholson goes to the Hispanic neighbors, like, saying all these things he should do to take care of the bar. And he's like, he's like... I'm sorry, do you always talk this way or did you just jump off a boat from a Panama City one a hump hump bar? <laughs> or are you just crazy? We're all sold right. out on crazy around yeah. here. You know, yeah. David. The, 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 we're all sold out on crazy is a fantastic yeah. line. Yeah. Oh, he says a few, man. But there can only be one. <laughs> Everybody, put your hands together. <laughs> That this segment's almost over? Oh, yeah. Nobody puts baby in the corner. What do you think? Nobody puts baby in the corner. I mean, first of all, aside from point break, Swayze cannot act his way out of a wet paper bag, right? That's my take. Yeah, but Bodie in point break was clearly the pinnacle. Mm. No doubt. I mean, and and by the way, his co-star in point break... Keanu, Keanu, as my buddy says, Reeves, almost every line he says in a movie is lame. But in case you were wondering uh, where some of his gems were, such as uh, from Point Break, again, great movie, but he's like, Roach, you're cold because you're losing all of your blood. You're going to die soon. (laughs) Maybe not a bad line, but more red. You know, you, yeah. uh, what, 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 you didn't notice me, uh, podcast, is that I'm, I'm reading the teleprompter. That's, right. that's what my assumption Kiana did. Um, but Nobody Puts Baby in the Corner is why we went to that music. So, as you might have surmised, as our intelligent guests do, right? Absolutely. Do you have any other cheesy lines? Uh, 
We need a bigger boat. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm searching my memory banks from Point Break since we brought up, um, you know, Swayze and and made that tie-in with with Keanu because pretty much anything that he said in that movie, although it was a, a very entertaining, uh, boy, he had some pretty cheesy ones in in that movie. You can almost say the, the entire screenplay might qualify. <laughs> but we were just looking for one line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So being the 23rd segment, um, the best to wear 23 ever in sports. This is a little NBA and MLB uh, centric. Well, I was uh, surprised at how many 22s there were. I was um, a little surprised at the 23s. Um, the obvious. Yeah, it, for me, it, it's Jordan and then everybody else. Wait, let, let me cut you off. Swayze just caught Jennifer Grey. What? Again? Yeah, just caught her. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, it, it's it's Jordan. That's it. And everybody else is kind of a, 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 a has-been. Listen, I know you have the Chicago background, but let's not forget that guy right in back. Now, Lebron? Lebron? Lebron Hames? Is that how you pronounce it when you're down in the Guadalajara? <laughs> Lebron Hames. No, he's fine. Uh, but why does LeBron wear 23? Yeah, I know. Is it to so, upstage? Yeah. And then um, soccer god David Beckham or boy band hot. Yeah, or underwear model. Right, right. Uh, Don Mattingly, Yankees. Uh, my fraternity brother Chesma. That's a special shout out. God, he had, he adored him. Uh, Ryan Sandberg, the great Ryan Sandberg. Yep, he seems he's like Ryan. a pretty even keeled guy. He does. I, uh, he, he do some messed up. Oh, he's a, he's is he a mess? He, well, I don't know what he is now, but he was infamous for being kind of a hothead, very competitive, but certainly a worthy twenty three to be mentioned here. But, you know, then one of the lists I went through, again, doing our extensive research, Devin Hester is that first NFL name mentioned. I'm like, you can't do better than Devin Hester. Um, I know. Robin Ventura was a, another one they mentioned. I, I thought he was more famous for getting his ass kicked by an ancient Nolan Ryan. Oh, my God. It was like our age when he did that. And boy, did he, Nolan Ryan, delivered it. That was Ass kicking of the highest order. That was beautiful. And I'll tell you... I don't know how many millions and millions of dollars were made by people um, that took the picture of Nolan Ryan with Robin Venture in a headlock, mm-hmm. took that picture, put it on a piece of wood, and wrote out, don't mess with Texas. Mm-hmm. Millions and millions and millions of dollars of that of that particular keepsake uh, yeah, that's changed it. hands uh, after that. That's Texas. That's total Texas. He, Iconic. Especially since he pitched for the Astros and the Rangers, and, you know, now he's an owner down there. I mean, he can do anything he wants. Yeah. Unless he's caught with a dead girl or a live boy. He's, <laughs> he's doing all right, Nolan. <laughs> at, uh, at some point, we'll have to bring uh, Nolan Ryan's battle with the Snow Monkeys to the podcast. It's well documented in, in uh, Dallas lore, but since we're worldwide here, um, we should talk about Nolan Ryan and his Snow Monkeys. Did he beat up a, a pack of snow monkeys? Basically, snow monkeys took over his ranch. Mm. But let's package that for another We will. Day. I like that. So uh, a couple of Red Sox pitchers made the all-time number 23. As a reminder, that's what this segment is. Uh, Louis Tian, I loved him as a kid. 
Uh, Oil Can Boyd, I just think that's a fun nickname. Uh, NFL also features Frank Gore, um, who has a bedpan, yet is still a feature back in the NFL. I mean, that guy is how old? He has a son in college, I think. How many running backs ever? No. But didn't he play for the Jets last year? So is that really the the NFL Yeah, you're right. I mean... That's rivaling your your Mexican <laughs> junior league. Yeah, um, couple NBA guys, Anthony Davis uh, and Jimmy Buckets. Um, NHL like the NFL doesn't have many, uh, but Bob Gainey gets the nod. He won defenseman four straight years. Uh, you might weigh in here on this. Um, no, he won uh, the Selkie Trophy for the best offensive defenseman. Oh, see, you do your research better than I do. Former former NHL or former uh, Canadians captain and was a general manager of the Dallas Stars in the 90s when they won the cup. Just a fantastic human being and a marathon runner. Wow. Little fun fact for yeah, you. Yeah, huh? little fun fact about Bob. All right. So uh, since uh, the um, TPC. Uh, like we alluded to earlier, what we didn't do is a, a hearty congrats, Justin Thomas, who's just so steady. He played some of the best golf of his life, in his words, a final final round. I was kind of pulling for Lee Westwood, who hasn't won here in a while, uh, but also because of his cute fiance caddy, who looks about 20 years younger. And his last victory in Europe uh, jumped in his arms and straddled him. And uh, let me tell you something. I never saw Stevie Williams do that with Tiger, uh, eh, Johnny? Uh, no, not so much. <laughs> no. That might cause some chiseling. <laughs> she is why men chiseled on Kate. <laughs> you know, I used to chisel on walls and then said I'd go blind. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so while I feel sorry for Lee Westwood, let's not send a crisis counselor to him. He made $1.6 million for second place. Not bad. Um and his caddy fiance, as we mentioned, she's a fitness instructor, so good for her. Yeah. Um, so you made your picks. I don't even know if there's – we've got the Honda Classic. You just want to throw someone out there? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go with uh, – oh, what's the fella um, married to Paulina Gretzky? Yeah. You could go with him. Yeah, I'll go with that guy. You'll go with that guy? That guy married to... See, you're bringing... There's a hockey touch. There's a hockey touch, you know. I'm just doing the biggest biggest brain freeze. All right, I'll go with DeChambeau. Um, Who else are you thinking here? We're just doing three each, right? Uh, Yeah, I'd throw DeChambeau in there. Um, And is Spieth ever going to come back and do anything? Why don't you pick Spieth? I'll pick Spieth. Speed. Um, you picked Dustin Johnson, by the way. That's I don't know why I had that brain yeah, freeze. I so I need it. a second pick. Well, what the hell, Justin Thomas? Back to back. Yeah. Morikawa. Is that who you're picking? I'll yeah. take Morikawa. Morikawa. All right, you take Morikawa. Um. And remember, what we're doing is uh, dollar amounts here for the purse. And the last and final pick, I'll pick um, Kepka. Brooks. Yeah. Guy looks like a linebacker. 
Podcast family, that's a wrap. Any closing, any thoughts? Johnny, we covered a lot of stuff here, didn't we? Just go easy on the chiseling. <laughs> go easy say. on the chiseling. Message delivered. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, family. Bye. Bye.